Listen, by now you know that if you hear my voice before the episode starts, I'm about to lay a disclaimer on you. And typically, it sounds something like, oh, this is going to be a very heavy subject, and a lot of emotions are going to be running high, and blah, blah, blah. That's not the case with this one. We're just going to cuss a bunch, because... That's what we do sometimes. So don't expect any kind of revelations or anything like that out of this episode. Just a lot of profanity. Buckle up, kids. Wait, nope, not kids. Get no kids. Get the kids out of the room. You, adult listener, buckle up. We're going to cuss. A lot. I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. It's enough fighting. Can we not all just get along, get over it, move on, Mitchell? It sounds like you're asking me to disagree to agree. No, just shut up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> How it normally is here anyway. On this podcast. <laughs> um, so nothing new here. But what are we here to talk about today, folks? Well... There are these, I feel like, competing narratives in our culture right now. And they're kind of like, um, everyone who voted how I didn't vote should be killed. Versus, hey, I don't care who you voted for. It's cool. We're all friends. It doesn't matter if you're homophobic, transphobic, racist, sexist, and you human traffic. We're all just people. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like those are the two ideas and I got to be honest with you I'm kind of split right down the middle about what to how how we move forward as a country because I feel like if we if we hate everyone who thinks differently than we do we're screwed well, but a also, lot of hate a lot of hate but also like we can't just be like it's cool to be racist. It's cool. Don't, don't worry. It's okay. It's okay to, to hate other people. And, and we can talk about this more later. It's kind of the height of white privilege to be like, it's cool. Yeah, I don't see color. It's fine. Yeah. Well, so, I, well I think, you know, so let me, I'll, I would just want to touch on that. Like, I think a lot of people, when you're saying, you know, racist, well, let's, so everybody's saying, basically, if you voted for Trump, you're racist. And because he's, he's basically not condemned a lot of racist things that have been happening and all of that. There's, there's good people on both sides, kind of. Right. Stuff like that, he's saying. I would say that there are somehow, because I do know, look, we live in East Tennessee. We all know a lot of Trump voters. Right. I, there are some I don't think are actually racist. You know what I mean? And, and it is a pretty broad generalization. It's just like when they say we're all socialists, right? Because we're um, <laughs> on the left. You know what I mean? Like they're, not, that's not true, but that is like what we have given each side. These are the, the names we've decided to call them. And so, yeah, like in mass, all of the ones I don't know that are okay with this stuff, you know, are racist. They are these things, but there are, like I said, there are several who I know who I don't think actually are racist, or at least they don't think they are. Well, let's, let's get into my list and then we will. A list? Rin, you have a list? You're not going to believe it, but I've got a list. I can't. I just, I don't believe it. Not for a bit. 
So, you know, this is just a little info I gathered. Um, because what we're really talking about is the polarization of our country, right? And how to handle that. So this is from a survey of American public opinion and US foreign policy done by the Chicago Council. Most insightfully, independents identify domestic political polarization as a top threat, second only to the pandemic. Democrats place national divisions at number seven of their list of threats and Republicans don't even include it in their top seven. Wide majorities in both parties, this is from Pew, uh, three quarters of Democrats and 64, let's see, 75, that's 75%. And 64% of Republicans say those in other, the other party are more closed-minded than other Americans. And 55% of Republicans and 47% of Democrats view members of the other party as more immoral than other Americans. In both parties, the share saying those in other political parties are closed-minded or immoral has increased since these questions were asked in 2016. Nearly half of the country. Can hear that. Like, I don't even have to produce. Like we've already got the intro coming in <laughs> from behind. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We are like, <laughs> now. I'm choking. Well, and Mitchell and I are sitting here laughing while you're reading your list very astutely. Very, you know, and and just Mitchell and I are just bugging. the baby whining in the background. It sounded more like a little party. It's, this is magic, is what's happening. Um, from US News, nearly half the country thinks the Republican Party has been taken over by racists. This is kind of what you were speaking to, Katrina. A view held by 80% of Democrats. And the Democratic Party, nationally 44% think it's been taken over by socialists. 82% of Republicans share that opinion, according to the extensive study, Fractured Nation, Widening Partisan polarization and key issues in 2020 presidential election. Um, and so I, months, months ago, saw Susan Rice, who was the former national security advisor. She was on uh, Bill Maher's show and she was talking about how she thinks that our polarization is our number one threat to national security. Um, here's a quote from her. I have long viewed domestic division as our greatest national security vulnerability. Political polarization is a force multiplier that worsens other threats and cripples our ability to combat, combat them. Stoked by leaders who profit from divisive politics, our polarization prevents us from effectively confronting vital challenges from the pandemic and its economic consequences to climate change. From the rise of white supremacism, which account for the bulk of domestic terrorism to reforming our immigration system. Our own fissures also create easy openings for Russia to inflame American spheres of one another and to erode our faith in democracy by using social media to spread disinformation and sow distrust. So it's, it's not a problem that's just about feelings. It's a problem that's about like our country continuing to exist. Sure, yeah. well, and it's true. I mean, you gotta think if you're, if you're one of the many nations who hates us, and they see us fighting within is, pro is prime. We can't even we can't even agree on anything within ourselves. Perfect strike. Because if I'm one of those people, this is when I take my opportunity. I mean, that's smart. If if that's if you're a in in wartime, uh, you know, strategy, attack while they're weak. That's in and and we are. Because we can't, I mean, this divide and we're, I mean, we're divided by half. 
Yeah. I mean, the fact that 80% of, of Democrats feel that Republicans are racist or their poverty has been taken over by racists and about 80% of Republicans feel that Democrats are all socialists. I mean, those are numbers that ring true, but they're also like startling. Sure. Well, it's also concerning that it's such dra- dramatic ends, I guess. Like there's not a middle ground there. Like, and that's what's problematic about it is all Republicans are racist. No, they're not. Some of them actually think that the Republican Party is fine. Like they're they're like, no, I'm voting Republican because of money and whatever other other reasons. But at the same time, they're still okay with this other element. The other thing is with Democrats. No, we're not all socialists. Some of us actually own guns, um, but we're still like we still have those tendencies, I, I guess. I don't know. Like it's, there's truth in, in either aspect, but it's still like, well, like, I think it's, a big, it's the bipartisanship of it where it's um, it, you're either a Republican or a Democrat. They've turned those two concepts into religious ideas to where it's, if you're a Democrat, then you hate babies. If you're a Republican, you love Jesus. And that's like, it, it, it's so strange that it's that way that people are just so locked into the idea of I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, that we've reached a point where it's scary to think, but going forward, it's not going to change because people have taken their, their sides. Seemingly. Well, I do think that the, you go ahead, Katrina. Well, it's why I've always been kind of like a third party person, right? Because so what's happened is everybody who's somewhat, more moderate is no longer right there's no room for anybody who can be reasonable almost um and so it's like well i'm not, i'm not true to my party if i'm like well that's a little too far left or too far right though no, you're not you know we talked about this last time you're not woke enough if you're not all the way completely left you know and then if you're not completely right then you're you know what i mean like yeah. We, we, there's, that's it. We're done. We, we've we've decided there's only two and it has to be all the way here, all the way there. Well, what's interesting is that Joe Biden, and this isn't an endorsement, it doesn't matter whether I endorse him or not, cause, I mean, <laughs> but he, he's about as close to a moderate as you can possibly get. He is the that, most vanilla, vanilla motherfucker <laughs> that ever vanilla. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and what's so strange is that the the contrast between him and what we just had is so drastic that the right are still able to look at Joe Biden and his track record and believe he's a socialist. And it's like very, very far from it. Very far from it. Yeah, you think he's the most left, left. You should hear people in my office talk about it too. And I'm like, you know, I think a big part of the problem is you know, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like my attention span has like narrowed extremely like the older I've gotten. And I think like we almost as Americans now because of social media, because of all kinds of other things, we think in like sound bites and headlines. And I think like 100% all we need is like this very brief narrative. And okay, well, that's what we're going with. Mm-hmm. He is a socialist. It doesn't really matter all the facts. <laughs> there was a hashtag next to it so that means it's real and that's what we're going with 
Yeah. You know, my friend and what happens is that, and that appeals to the people who, who don't read, you know, Mm -hmm. and and don't dig into things. And that's what happens. I mean, my, a friend of mine said to me, well, they said something about Biden being a socialist. I said, that's. (laughs) What did they say? And who are they? What did they say? Exactly. What specifically, what did they say? And who said it? Because that's important. It's because it's been heard. It's been, it just keep those little, like you said, sound bites, get out there. That's all people hear. It's, but it's, it's been like that for a long time. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. This is, you know, when I was doing my 60 mile walk, one of the attorneys at my office gave me money and then it came out, you know, common funds abortions. So he came to me and he said, I need my money back. I don't support abortions. And I said, can we have a conversation and I'm, I'll be happy to give you your money back. But all he read, he stopped reading when it said, Komen funds ad- abortions. Mm-hmm. We're reactionary. It's, right. And that's all, but he stopped reading. And now I, to, in his defense, mm-hmm. after we had the conversation, I explained everything. I said, well, they do, they provide women's health options. Okay. That does include abortions. They're not going out, get just saying here, Planned Parenthood, abort all the babies. Planned Parenthood does mammography. It does gynecological and, you know, and so this is not going to get into that, but my point was, and he is one of the people who just reads or hears until he doesn't want to hear anymore, doesn't want to read anymore, gets the information he already wants and is done. We don't want to, we don't want to hear the other side of it, right? We don't want to hear the, none of us want to hear it. Oh, you voted for Trump. You're racist. I'm done. I'm not listening. I, was say, it's, I think we all want to believe like it's it's the other side that does that. It's not everybody. We do it too. We all do it. And so- Right and with not, the list. Even I do it. It's not productive. It's not helpful. And, and, and we are making, we're making everything worse with those I, kind of reactions. I agree with that, Katrina. I have, uh, as somebody who leans left, I have been- and just as big of arguments, and and they don't start off as arguments. It also what props to that dude if he actually sat down and listened to you talk. He did. He like did. that's cool. Like whether he took his money back after that or not. He well, he let me keep it. Had he done so, I would have I would have been like, okay, no, you. I appreciate you sitting down and actually listening to what we do. Thank you for being open minded enough to have a conversation. Right. Um, it was shocking. I was actually shocked by that. More than I was when that that he had read the article and believed it. To be honest with you, I was, I was more shocked at the reasonable. And I think that is our problem, right? We we just assume that the other other side is not going to sit and listen or not be reasonable. There are some that are. I think most of our the people we interact with daily aren't the the same people that is that are being um, over exaggerated in the media and in everything. Those aren't the people we see every day. But Before, and I wait, also think a, a big catalyst to that happening was the face-to-face interaction rather than that interaction happening on a social media platform or the internet under the guise of anonymity. Like, I think that that's definitely a huge selling point. Um, so, Ren, can, I was leading into a point. Can I, go ahead, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Look at that. That's love right there. That's what that is. Reasonableness. I love you. 
what, but I just want to say before we get further away from social media, because I, I think we are, um, it's not just that Americans are being lazy. It's not only that. Uh, if you haven't watched The Social Dilemma, you should watch it. Basically, what, this, what social media does is it says, oh, you like this? I'm going to show you more of these things. Right. And so we get more and more and more of the same. It's basically curated to make your views that you already have more extreme versions of right. the view you already have. Right. And so, you know, at the end of that movie, um, they were asking the people that were interviewed about the consequences. And one of the guys said, um, I mean, long-term civil war. And what he was saying is that it's, it's what's making us hate each other. Yeah. Well, we've talked about Good. it a million times. It's an echo chamber. We're creating our own. And what happens is on social media, and that just happened, the guys in Florida, Georgia line, the guy, the Democrat guy, decided to unfollow his bandmate because he's like, I'm tired of hearing this Trump stuff. Well, but now, you, now you're creating your own echo chamber. It's hard to read some of this stuff. It's hard to read it when it's not yours. But you owe it to yourself, society, and everything to know what the other side is saying and doing. And they might just be, you know, but that's what's happening. So we're like, and we're talking about cancel culture. We're talking about everything. Oh, you're posting this. I don't, I don't follow you anymore. I don't want to know it. And then we just keep feeding into the whole, let's just keep making our echo chamber bigger. And let's only read the stuff Facebook's um, selling to us. And let's stop following the other people. Yeah. What were you going to say, my darling Mitchell? Well, I, I think I was going to pivot into uh, the other side of this is that so having conversations is great, Katrina. Like that's very helpful. And the fact that you were able to not immediately get defensive and be like, what? No, that, no you already gave it to us. And then start something. You're like, sure, I can do that. Let's talk first, just so I can make sure that you know what you're actually pulling out of. And uh, we can go from there. Arguing, it's not, and, and like taking that, no, you're an idiot stance immediately is not helpful. It's not helpful at all. Correct. But neither, neither is ignoring it. Right. Like that's not helpful either. Like, and, and the arguing ties into social media. Again, once you have the anonymity or even just not having to see someone else's reaction, it's, you're just putting words out there. Like you, you takes the humanity out of it without seeing them face to face and I, I'm 100% guilty. You guys have even seen me just berate people that I know. Uh, Rage viciously, piss? Viciously. <laughs> You're, the thing is though too, a lot of people do it and I, I kind of understand also, it's not just anonymity. Some people actually have to like sit and think about how to phrase things. People like Mitch and I, for instance, we'll just shoot from the hip. I mean, we just don't like, and, and you and I will engage in battles in person and, 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 but we can do that. And you and I are the kind, Rin doesn't, is not as much, doesn't want to do that. Doesn't love that. Wants a more purposeful, you know, and some people just can't, you know, and they want to be able to like do their research or look into something more. And so that is why some people do it. I get it because it's not just the anonymity of it. it. You know, it's something that's aggravated for me, me for years when somebody puts something up controversial and then somebody responds controversially and they get pissy. I'm like, well, 
Um, well, if you don't lock it, just scroll past it. It's on my, I like, I'm, you I'm put sure. it out there. Like, you know how social media works, but you're also the one that jumped on my post that you didn't agree with and started spouting off at the mouth. You didn't have to stop there. You could have kept going. But, but I think I, I have stopped responding when people post stupid crap or racist crap, like anything, because I do not think that having those conversations on Facebook ever i've never seen it result in someone saying you know what no you're right good point that's, that's literally why i left facebook is because i caught myself getting so engaged and spending so much energy doing that with no results and i like at some point i had to realize like this is this is how this works like you can have conversations with people outside of this format but right now the things that you post, the videos that you post, the information that you post, the only people that are actually reading that and taking anything away from it already believe that. And the ones that don't are either going to ignore or argue with you. So there's no point in it. But there's also no point, as I was trying to get to earlier, in ignoring this behavior and ignore and being like, well, we can it, like. It's fine. Like we got a new president. That's cool. Like, you know, so and so didn't vote for me and that's fine. Like we could still be friends. You know, there was a lot of controversy about Ellen hanging out with George W. Bush, where it's she's like, well, you can be friends with people that have different mindsets than you. And it's like, yeah, no, you apparently you can't anymore. You you can, but are are you having those realistic conversations? Like, what is the, how where's that relationship go? Are you just putting all of your principles and beliefs on hold to hang out with this person? You know, it's, I not think not, I think not talking about religion and politics at the Thanksgiving table is how we ended up in this situation in the first place. It's because it's, we didn't, we didn't learn how to do it in a decent, respectful manner. Right. And, and those ideas aren't being shared. It's, Right. Okay. Well, Uncle Jerry's a closet racist, and we, that's fine. We're just gonna ignore Jerry, and when he drops the N word casually at Thanksgiving, we're just just for the sake of peace at the house, we're just gonna let it go. No, we, we that like that's the problem is that there has to be those lines and there has to be discussions. It's just a matter of how those discussions take place. That's my personal thought on it. Ren, take it away. After you've got a list for it, I'm gonna go out in the room for just a minute. Thanks. I don't have a list. I already did my list. <laughs> I guess, so that's my problem is when I do scroll past those things, it is it, it like, it can't just be like a kumbaya because there has been a lot on social media about that, about like, well, yeah, you know, no. Katie we can Perry be, we can be, we can be, like, like, I saw a post that was like a married couple and they voted differently. You know, one voted for Trump, one for Biden. And they were like, but it's okay. We have the same values. And I just, it's hard how, how you have the same values. Um, but again, because maybe the deal breaker stuff for them is different than the deal breaker stuff for us. Yeah. And us, it's none of, I mean, us judging that and being part of that is really none of our business. Um, it's not except that they have broadcast it. Sure, right. sure. Yeah. And they made it our business, <laughs> but like, because they're trying to make peace. Right? Well, and I think what's happening is in like Katy Perry and all this, people don't want to see this level of unrest any longer. 
it does make most of us uncomfortable as a society, you know, as a whole, I think people don't want to see this level of fighting. I mean, listen, on the Enneagram, for those of you who are Enneagram people, I'm a nine. Okay. I like it cool. I like it copacetic. Like, let's all just get along. But it's hard for me when I think about, you know, our friends who it, it is white privilege to say, kumbaya, hold hands and just act like nothing has happened. That is white privilege in its finest because no one is debating our worth. Well, as women a little bit all the time, they're debating our worth, but like women aren't being white women are not being massacred. (laughs) The same way people of color are 55% of white women voted for Trump. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Like, what are we, and I, I can't like, you know, when I, when I see people posting this pro-Trump stuff, I, I like, it is, how do you, not, do you not, I, I like, how do you separate that from relationships with people of color? Like, you know, I see like the people that we've had on this podcast and the things that we have said to them, like, I feel accountable for that. I I am accountable for that. You know, I think some of those people, and that's what I was saying before, when I said they don't think they're racist. Um, I think some of these people legitimately don't think they are. And they also don't have friends that, well, and that's the other thing I, you know, I think that is actually one of the keys to the situation is if, if I've learned anything from doing this podcast, it's that thinking of people as racist is not as helpful as thinking of ideas and actions as racist. Right. And I do think that is one of the key, and and I think it's more about ideas than it is about people. And I kind of think that's our way out. Not like you said this thing. You're right. Get out of my house. Right. It's yeah. it, it, it. That's that's right. And so these the people who you know voted for Trump again and all that they don't they just don't think they're racist. They don't think what they do are racist. But their color, you know the. The, the 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 color wheel that they represent in their house and family and all that is a pretty uh monotone look right. well, that they I, don't understand they they just they don't let, we stopped to talk about they don't read past whatever and because it does not apply to them and it does not apply to people they care about it doesn't exist i think if you ask a lot of them they would even tell you that barack obama was the most divisive president in history and was attempting to start a race war. Like they're like, no, he was the racist one. Like that's how far removed they are. Is it's like reality. I mean, that's the other thing is that's another thing that's driving us apart is we can't even agree on facts and reality. Well, that's, that is your, you hit the nail on the head there because we have some, everybody's created an alternate reality that they like best. And that's what they're living in. And, and that, that is the problem. You've hit well, it. And that's why that people take such hard stances on either side. Like, right. Uh, to Racist quote, socialist. To yep. quote the movie Dogma, and I mean, it was, it's obviously not real, but like uh, Chris Rock is the 13th disciple. Uh, was if only that, that were real. <laughs> but he's like, he's like, no, nah, they like ideas, like that's the ticket. Beliefs, 
believe people die over beliefs people murder other people over beliefs ideas can change and evolve yeah. like yeah. but that's the difference is once i believe this then there's no there's no room like you've boxed yourself into this place where i'm a republican i'm a christian and i'm not going anywhere because this is where i belong so say it's the lord right well, I'll say, you know, when we were having a lot of this race stuff, my friend Kristen was fighting with people left and right and, you know, on social media, you know, but saying, I'd really enjoy a cup of coffee so we can have this conversation. Yeah. This is a place. And so the, I think where we get to with all of this is to ha actually talk to somebody like a human being in person. And oh, but that's a lot harder right now, isn't it? Sure, but you can meet one-on-one -on -one in the backyard, have a cup of coffee. It sounds like a fight. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. Don't you step out in the backyard and have this conversation civilly. Yeah, but I guess my thinking right now is like, life is so hard right now. Who's gonna be, who's gonna be like, we have, we have few opportunities to see each other. Who wants to take an opportunity to see each other to have a difficult conversation? I, believe it or not. So in the morning at work, one of my bosses and I, who we really, the only thing we actually agree on is civility. Yeah. It's literally the only thing we agree on. We agree on nothing else. We don't agree on religion, politics, literally anything, but to remain civil. And every morning we have about a 35, 45 minute conversation on what's wrong with the world, what's wrong with each other. And, you know, what do we do going forward? And, you know, maybe sometime we'll meet somewhere in the middle, but for the last 10 years, we've still maintained, we don't agree on anything except for being civil and talking about it. And so, you know, we have to have those conversations. We have to have hard conversations. Sometimes we have to say something kind of mean to somebody we care about. And I have. I yeah. said, it sounds like you're, you're, you know, your white privileged male self mansplaining this shit to me. And he gets upset and I'm like, I'm not backing down. You don't understand. You don't understand your privilege if you don't think you have it. Well, and I, I can't make you. There's got to be a way to acknowledge the ignorance. And I don't say ignorance like in a super derogatory term. Where you're saying people don't know they're racist. I, I genuinely believe that. Where they don't know they're racist. They, they either think that it, it's just a funny joke. It's just a joke. It's, it's, I mean, it's, look, it's not that big of a deal. Or they have these catchphrases or these phrases that they just launch out, not realizing that's very, uh, it's a very problematic thing that you just said or outlook that you have. They don't realize that. I'm not excusing that. I'm not saying it's okay. The point is very different. It's that there has to be a way that we can go, hey, yo, that we don't like don't that's not that. a thing that we say anymore. And like here, maybe here's a different phrase or something that you can use or it's not even saying it's not even them saying anything. My friend, my friends, for instance, who don't who've never really met a black person they would never say any of those like inappropriate things that have been determined to be inappropriate forever, but they, they don't believe that there is a problem 
for black people in America. Right. That's racist. Like you, you are, you have, that's a racist idea. That doesn't make you racist, but if you cannot acknowledge that there's a problem, that is a racist idea. Well, the ignorance doesn't necessarily come like willfully. There is a lot, a fucking lot of willful ignorance out there where people are just like, nope, uh uh-uh. But there are those people who they hear Trump talk and and that identifies with their surroundings. They they look around and they're like, no, he's right. There aren't anybody. There's like, it's white people struggling around here. He's on to something and it's like, you you it's thinking beyond your community and thinking on the grand scheme of things as in i mean what ask not what your country can do for you but what you can do for your country i mean that that still stands it's it's voting out of national interest rather than self-interest and it's very hard for these people and again i'm not justifying it but to put themselves in somewhere else that they've never been it's 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 like fucking disney world to them so is it advisable to be friends with somebody who spouts racist stuff i mean friends and how much racist stuff are we spouting i mean again if i think that if it's somebody that you know and respect and have known for a long time and you're able to have these conversations then yeah but if they're not willing to have the conversations and they're not willing to stop racist behavior then no cut them out yeah i think so i mean i mean i guess if it's not a if it's not a deal breaker for you i I, I mean mean, there's people you work with that you have to work with right there's people in your family that related to you have to relate that and then there's you know how much you see them and interact with them is up to you but you're always going to be related to them i mean i've cut people out that i work with outside of work like no, 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 we're not going to be social media friends anymore, but we can work together and that's fine. And we can have normal mundane everyday talk. But when you start this nonsense, then we're done because that's not going to work out good for anybody. It's, but. And we're done means I've tried to have a civil conversation with you. Yeah. Um, I would, I wouldn't, you know, it's, it's not, I wouldn't spit on you if you were on fire. It's just that you're not part of my inner circle because this is not acceptable to me. Right. And, and I don't, I think there's a difference in that and forming an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. There Whereas is. I, I'm not pushing you out just because we disagree on this one particular point And I want more people that agree with me in my life. It's I've tried. And well, that's, that's different. Like not allowing for people to disparage other people is very different than not agreeing on politics or religion and things like yes. that. It's a very different thing. Um, and so you're right. That's not, it's not creating your own echo chamber. It's not, it's not going to put, I mean, I'm not going to put up with a, a, I'm not going to have a male friend who thinks of me as less because I'm a woman either. Like, right. Well, and I think, you know, we also have to like pick our battles, um, yeah. you know, cause not everything has to be one of these crazy. Di- so like Donnie is Latino, right? Do, have you ever heard Donnie use the term Latinx? It's funny. We were, I was just wow. reading an article on that and, you know, let only white people call them that. Well, that's what, but I, I feel like that's only a thing that like. Only 2% of them identify as Latinx. They all, 
they're just like yeah whatever i don't know what that word is that's a white people word that's a white people word that we that's a thing yeah. that people would get like in a fight over and cut somebody off of like i white just people that- love to give other uh races names we should stop by the way yeah <laughs> we yeah yeah on a a side note isn't it weird that there's certain countries like germany and japan that we don't call them what they call themselves well have you met us words okay so you're getting somewhere with johnny (laughs) being latin we're the worst anyway i guess what i'm saying is like i so i guess what we're saying the solution is don't make everything into like a line that has to be drawn but if you have to draw the line do it with peace right how about some dignity let's do it with some dignity i like that word i don't have much left but i like the word well i guess i just like i'm i even even with all of that as our solution i'm worried because you know people are leaving facebook for parlor and we just the echo chambers just keep getting more echoey right it's gonna be the great facebook versus parlor war like that's it's (laughs) It's ludicrous. It's it is. Well, it's, it's not ideal. So. No, and, and that's so wild to me that and it's yeah. Anyways, it's 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 wild. So we would prefer to get along, but we know that that's a privileged idea. Um, and yeah, and I think we we need to be clear with that. I, I you know me, like I really just if we could all just hold hands, I would be really happy. But like. We can't, we can't do, it's easy for us to do that. Well, and, and that's the thing that I think really led me to this concept was we had this, we, we've been through this four years and then I remember that feeling that we had a couple Saturdays ago when they called the race for Joe Biden and it was just this overwhelming freedom where it was just like, yes. But, uh, so comments. you missed that episode? Yeah. Katrina and I did not feel like that. <laughs> Oh, I did. I felt great. I was like, this is it, it, because it was a change and things had it felt good that day is what I'm saying. Like that yeah. day, it felt good. And everybody was rejoicing parties in the streets, you know, people walking through my neighborhood, leaving cans of beer on the railing uh, if, for people with Biden signs in there. It, you know, it was it was just it was a great day. And I my fear came that people were going to want to hold on to that and hold on to it as long as possible. That breath of fresh air, that sigh of relief. We did it. We did it. Everything's great. Come give me a hug. All the people come Latin people, black people. Come on, let's all hug. We did it. We did it. We're good. Everything's okay. And hold on to that and not realize that that day did not change the struggle of anybody that was struggling beforehand. That change has not happened yet. And so don't sit there and like, just, okay, we're good. Everything's fine. We can just all start high-fiving now. We can even be nice to the Republicans. And, and, and you know what? Let's not be mean to them. Let's, let's, let's watch out for the feelings of those Trump supporters and kill them with our kindness. And it's like, no, there's still issues. There's still problems here. But it was the sign of hopefully it was and and again that day and that week it was great but it's the it's moving on past that and realizing that was not the the 
the problem solvers. That problems have not been solved. We have to continue towards progress and change. Mm. I'm tired. <laughs> I'd love to stop. I've said this before. I'd love to stop hearing about the president of the United States every day. Yeah. I just, I don't want, I don't care who the fucking president is. I don't want to hear about them every day. They're doing a job that's well above my pay grade. And I don't want to fucking know. I don't need to know every single thing about every single day. He, they were elected to do that job. Go do your fucking job. I don't want to hear it. That the president, whoever they are, should just not be on social media. Yes. No, not even, like Obama started the Twitter account. Okay. Like no, I wish he had not. No, but he started the POTUS Twitter account that was used responsibly, not his own Twitter account. I know, but I'm saying let's just not. Let's I, not. Yeah. Let's not. <laughs> let's not and just I'm, pretend I'm we never did. Yeah, let's not and say we didn't. And yeah. <laughs> let's let's not do yes. I don't let's just let's move on from let's start with that i do think that's part of the problem it is because we're like what you said about social uh, you know sound bites and all of that but part of why this tension with everybody is because we're hearing too much about the fucking president we really are it's well, the president shouldn't have fans well it's stressing probably. everybody out even his own even their own people it's everyone's then, yeah when they he writes crazy shit, the people who are more are like, stop. Oh my God, please stop. And so this is just stressing everybody out. Let's stop. Everybody, let's let's have n like news stories on other things because there's a lot of other things going on. Not just the president, not every day for you know, for three years at least, let's be quiet until the new, you know, campaigning happens again. But could we have three years of reprieve? No. I do, I'm on a need to know basis. Unless we're oh. going to be bombed, oh. bomb someone, I don't, I don't fucking care. No, this is, it's, it's, this is, I mean, it's already gonna, I can, I can already tell you it's gonna be bad. It's not gonna be great. It's not gonna be great for a long time because he's not, it's not like he's gonna just quit Twitter. Oh, no. Well, I'm not president. I guess we're not going to use Twitter anymore. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Ren, I think we're just going to have to hear his commentary on Biden. I'm so glad we're, we're ending on a high note. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I there has to be it's going to be a it's not going to be okay, but let's all reasonable people, let's like try to exist again <laughs> yeah, let's let's bring reasonable back yeah is that so bad is that such a bad thing to ask the coalition for reason remember yep coalition for reason let's That's start right. it right. we already did like many episodes ago no, remember we're fine yeah <laughs> we just forgot all right well if you want to hear more uplifting episodes like this <laughs> Be sure to subscribe. You can find us at thatotherfword.com. You can find us on Facebook, even though it's the devil. You can find us on Instagram at thatotherfwordpod, even though it's connected to it's Facebook, which devil is the devil light. Devil light. Um, devil and light. <laughs> subscribe, rate, review. Make somebody else subscribe, rate, and review. 
like clean their phone off so it doesn't have COVID germs on it, steal it, and then subscribe them for them and um, give peace a chance. (laughs) (laughs) That just made me poop. (laughs) All right. And uh, I guess remember, feminism isn't. Oh, yeah, feminism isn't a bad word. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was too.